Welcome to the AWS Rethink Podcast, here to help you rethink your strategy in the cloud. I'm your host, Nolan Chen. And I'm your host, Malini Chatterjee. The amount of data that is generated each day keeps rising exponentially, and more companies are choosing to store more and more data in the cloud. So as the storage costs increase, we need to be aware of the cost optimization as well. Today, our guest, Rohan, who is here to talk to us about optimizing these storage costs in the cloud. Welcome, Rohan. Yes, welcome, Rohan. Before we begin, can you tell us what you do here at AWS? Yes. Thank you, Malini and Nolan, for having me on this podcast. I am a senior solutions architect helping commercial sales customers in the U.S. West region. I am also a part of the storage technical field community within AWS. I have been with AWS for a little over eight years, and I was a part of the support engineering and enterprise support teams previously before moving into the solutions architecture role. And storage was one of my areas of focus in my past roles as well. Thanks, Rohan. So obviously our topic is storage today. And as Malini said, the amount of data that's just generated in our in our planet today just keeps rising exponentially. But could you tell us, though, for companies that have chosen to store more of their data in the cloud, what are the challenges, the main challenges of storing data in the cloud? Customers use cloud storage for every imaginable workload. This includes data lakes, machine learning, web hosting, media content, storing backups and logs, and much more. As these customers expand their business, uh, the size of their data also keeps growing. Customers do like the agility and the elasticity that they get with cloud storage because it allows them to focus on their business differentiators rather than doing management tasks like provisioning underlying storage and the hardware that is required for it. However, with the growth and agility, storage costs become one of the biggest challenges as customers want to optimize their storage applications. They want to optimize costs without impacting application performance or adding operational overhead. Thanks, Rohan. So you did bring up a very important point that as the customers grow with their data volume, one of the biggest challenges is also optimizing their costs. So what should customers consider in order to optimize these high storage costs? So the important factor is to group your data logically in order to manage it more effectively. Data that is used by the same set of application and data that has a similar access pattern should be placed in its own separate logical container. Now, this is important because once the data is classified and placed in the correct logical group, then you can easily define transition and retention criteria for the data and apply relevant policies to either transition or delete it. For example, Let's say you have an application that's accessing the data set only for three months. Then you can apply a policy on that logical group to automatically either transition or purge that data after the three-month period. 
Doing this will help reduce any unnecessary costs for your data that you do not require. You have brought up a very valid point, Rohan, mentioning about how you know you can logically group the data and then either you move it away or purge it or delete it after the period of time then when you do not need the data. So what can be some of those considerations that the customers can make for the data archival processes? Yes. For data archival, there are certain considerations uh, that need to be made. When you have data that is stored in archives or in cold storage, that data is not available to access as it is. That data needs to be restored from the cold storage first before it's accessible to users and applications. So essentially downloading any content from cold storage or archival tiers is a two-step process you have to restore the data first and then download it. The amount of time that it can take for the restore to be completed depends on the exact tier uh, where you have the data stored. So for any data that needs to be stored in archival or cold storage, it's critical to know the exact amount of time in which you want that data to be accessible. And that's a very key consideration to be made before putting any data into cold storage or archival tiers. Okay, that's that's definitely very important. Once you have data in cold storage, it can be very hard to access it, definitely to access it uh, immediately. So seems like important decision decisions customer have to make is where to put it in cold storage or other tiers. So how, how should customers go about deciding, you know, what's the correct storage tier for different types of data? Yeah, there are two main criteria to determine the correct storage tier for your data. The first criteria would be the access pattern, and the second criteria would be the object size. As far as access pattern is concerned, data which is not accessed frequently should ideally be stored in lower storage tiers, which are designed for infrequently accessed data. Data with use cases like archival, where you need to store the data for a long-term basis for compliance or retention purposes, should be stored within cold storage tiers. For example, if you are using Amazon Simple Storage Service or S3, it offers a storage class or storage tier, which is called S3 Infrequent Access. This storage tier is specifically designed to store data that's infrequently accessed. And for data which has a spiky or unpredictable data access pattern, Amazon S3 offers a different storage tier called S3 Intelligent Tiering. This storage tier will monitor your data and will automatically move it across different, different storage classes internally as your access pattern changes. So essentially, it takes that load of monitoring the data on your behalf and can help customers reduce some of the operational overhead that is involved in determining the right storage tier for your data. Thanks, Rohan. You have explained about the different storage uh, classes in S3 or the Amazon Simple Storage Service. Now, can you explain a little bit more why is the object size so important to consider when determining the current 
storage class or the storage tier? Yes, object size is also an important criteria before determining the correct storage tier. Infrequent access or cold storage tiers may have a minimum object size requirement. Also, when data is stored in cold storage or archival tiers, additional metadata will be added to each of your individual objects. This metadata will have some overhead for each object and it can result in additional costs. So because of this, customers are likely to achieve more cost savings when using cold storage tiers for larger objects rather than smaller objects. Okay, so it's more cost effective to store these larger objects in cold, cold, cold storage. So with that, you know, customers can have all different sizes of data objects and different size volumes. With all that data out there, how, how can customers better manage and monitor all the data they have? Yes, cloud storage solutions uh, have integrated metrics that can help you monitor data. You can also enable some advanced features such as logging uh, to audit the activity on your cloud storage. So this would help ensure that unnecessary requests are not being made to access any of your data. For example, if you're using Amazon Simple Storage Service or S3, it is integrated with a monitoring service called CloudWatch, which can help you monitor the size of your data as well as the number of objects by default. Also, uh, S3 offers a, store, a feature called a storage lens, which provides you with access to some advanced metrics and recommendations for cost optimization, performance, and data protection purposes. As a best practice, it's recommended that you periodically review these metrics and logs that are offered as a part of your cloud storage. Additionally, you should also configure alarms and notifications whenever possible to get alerted in case there are any anomalies in any of your metrics or logs. Hmm. That's that's a really good point. So thanks, Rohan, for providing that recommendation that although S3 comes integrated with the CloudWatch monitoring, and also it has some of the features like storage lens, which you mentioned, but it is still uh, adds more value to regularly conduct those, you know, reviews on those metrics and also see if there are any way you can set those alarms and notifications for any case of data access issues or anomalies about your data. So that's a really good point that you brought up. Now that you have mentioned about all of these, can you let us know how can customers get started with cost optimization for storage? The first step to get started with cost optimization would be to get deeper visibility into your storage cost and usage. For example, while using Amazon S3, it's important to understand which of your S3 buckets or containers are the largest in size, uh, the rate at which these containers are growing, as well as the activity in them. This can be identified very easily using the integrated monitoring and management tools. Storage Lens, uh, which I mentioned previously, it provides advanced insights to easily identify target locations for you where you can optimize costs. 
for example it will highlight buckets which do not have any data transition policies defined or uh, it can highlight bucket which have a lot of uh, older versions of data in, in inside them so once these specific target locations are identified the next step would be to look into workloads that are using these s3 buckets and target locations you can classify the data which is used by these workloads and then accordingly identify the correct policies that need to be applied to this data. Thanks, Rohan. I'd like to wrap up with one more question. That is, you've given a lot of good tips today, but where can customers go to for guidance if they want a little bit more handholding for optimizing their storage costs in the cloud? So a uh, great question. Customers who want more guidance in terms of optimizing storage costs in the cloud can get started by looking into the default uh, dashboard in the S3 console, which provides you with access to the default matrix uh, that S3 provides for you. Additionally, customers who uh, need guidance can also contact uh, AWS, uh, their AWS account teams to get more insights into how they can specifically optimize storage costs for their use cases. Okay. So the S3 console first, and then after that, you can go to reach out to the AWS account team. Does that sound right? Yes. Cool. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode today. I'd like to thank you, Rohan. I think you've definitely helped our customers today rethink their cost optimization strategy for storage in the cloud. We would also like to thank our listeners for joining us today. Please send us your feedback by emailing us at rethinkpodcast at amazon.com. Thank you. Until next time.